So acupuncture essentially is using acupuncture needles, not the ones like the ones that draw blood, because I think people, when they hear needles, they kind of freak out. But these are like really small pinpoint needles that I use to, I kind of say like move the tissue. So you're not really like trying to draw blood or anything, right? So the acupuncture is used to go on specific points. So you have all these things called channels. And I know some people like have seen the charts or whatever with acupuncture points, but to kind of like summarize it using the points to affect different areas of the body. So because acupuncture points are close by a lot of already veins and nerves, you essentially activate that part of the body and it sends a signal back to the brain to release endorphins or hormones or kind of release your natural pain relief in the body. Welcome back to the show. Today is June 16th and we have Kanita on the call. I know uh, you have an awesome last name. I have no idea how to say it. <laughs> but uh, it's real long. And, and Kanita has been a longtime friend. We went to New York Chiropractic together. And welcome to the show. Thanks, Connor, for having me on your show. Absolutely. So let's figure out, you know, I always tell people when they come on the show, there's three parts to it. There's the past life, the present life, and the future life. So let's talk about what you did in the past to get to where you're at right now. Then tell us a little bit about what you actually did. Okay. Oh, that's a lot to go through, actually. Yes, as Connor said, we met in New York Chiropractic College, and I actually did, in conjunction to the chiropractic school, I enrolled in the acupuncture program and also the oriental medicine and the Chinese herbal program. So I essentially was doing like three programs at once. So my life consisted of studying from like 5 a.m. until 5 or 6 p.m. And from there, I really loved it, you know, because even though it was like really hard work, I enjoyed every minute of it and studying like the chiropractic, the acupuncture, the Chinese herbal medicine, how that melded together. And at the time, funny enough, I found my Kung Fu teacher there who he does Kung Ga style. And I always tell people if they watch Avatar the Airbender, if they know Toph. So that's the style I do, which is really cool to say when people know that they're like, oh, okay. So just to give you an idea of the martial arts I do, Especially now, like Netflix got put Avatar back on. So a lot of people have been going back to oh, watch that. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll check that out. To kind of go on one tangent here, a lot of people have these stories about being healthcare providers, right? Like they became a chiropractor, a physical therapist, or an acupuncturist, yeah. or an oriental medicine specialist. How did you get interested in becoming both a chiropractor and an acupuncturist and an oriental medicine and herbal specialist? Mainly, I was like with a lot of people, you know, I met my chiropractor too. I being so active, I hurt myself a lot, like dislocated my shoulder, I like tore my ACL and my meniscus, I had all these kind of like imbalances. And I saw first my chiropractor, and he helped me a lot through all the rehab and getting better. But I really wasn't exposed to the acupuncture side. I had no idea until because my family's from Thailand. I went on a trip with my mom in summer of like 2011. And we actually saw acupuncturists there in Thailand. That was my first exposure to it. And it was really cool because it's a lot different than in the States, to be honest. Like he just had like lots of people and just like stick needles and have someone do the cupping and the um, sticking the electricity with it too. Really? So wait, there's some people who won't even know who have never had acupuncture in the US, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but there's some people who will. So for the people who don't really understand, give us the background of acupuncture and kind of the concept of that. But then I also want to hear about how it's different in Thailand, because this is blowing my mind right now. Yeah, so acupuncture essentially is using 
acupuncture needles, not the ones like the ones that draw blood, because I think people, when they hear needles, they kind of freak out. But these are like really small pinpoint needles that I use to, I kind of say like move the tissue. So you're not really like trying to draw blood or anything, right? So the acupuncture is used to go on specific points. So you have all these things called channels. And I know some people like have seen the charts or whatever with acupuncture points, but to kind of like summarize it using the points to affect different areas of the body. So because acupuncture points are close by a lot of already veins and nerves, you essentially activate that part of the body and it sends a signal back to the brain to release endorphins or hormones or kind of release your natural pain relievers in the body. So let's say you have like neck pain, but you can needle something on your leg and your body will have an effect and it will make that area better. Just to give like a summary of how acupuncture works. Even though a lot of people say like, oh, you know, some of you think it's like kind of weird or like voodoo medicine, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of science to it. There's 2000 years worth of history with it that it's still used today, especially in China, you know, they're very practical. So it's interesting yeah. to kind of what you're talking about, how long it's been around, right? That's, I mean, yeah. compared to other, you know, even Western medicine, I don't know the exact math on it, but I mean, it's not 2000 years old, right? It's yeah. substantially newer than that. And the, in the advancements that happen in the Western world versus the Eastern world are definitely different. But with what you've seen since you've practiced in the U.S., you've been to China too, I believe, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. and uh, you went to Thailand and got acupuncture. What's the difference between all three of those based on your experience? Yeah, I'll talk about China first was we kind of saw how they combine Western and Eastern. Now, a lot of the acupuncturists there, it's almost similar to the med school track here. Like they do four years and they do kind of like a residency or fellowship and they go under a doctor and they learn all their stuff. It's very fascinating. It's very intense training. Not to say it isn't intense here, but it is different because we're not working really with other Western doctors, even though I wish we could. And I know some acupuncture, like some work in hospitals, so it is kind of changing, but they seamlessly work together there. I remember in China, like they have different units too, like oncology, respiratory, fertility, and they would, and it's totally not private at all. <laughs> not like here was just like, I feel like there's like zero HIPAA. You kind of know what the other person's getting because it's just so many people. So they just make it kind of like, whoever can fit in the room. Well, that's kind of adoptability too, right? I think there's a lot of health, like you talk about HIPAA and having compliance and, you know, not disclosing everything about patients. But I think if at the end of the day, that's been created more for a privacy environment in the US or North America in general is very like, we need privacy, right? Like that's the whole kind of concept that they roll by. So I think it's interesting you bring that up because at the end of the day, privacy in other parts of the world is not the same. And because of that, they're interested in getting the result. They don't really care how they get the result. They just yeah. they get it, right? So yeah. it's kind of interesting you bring that up. Now, from an education standpoint, right, there's a lot of people who maybe know about acupuncture or have never gotten acupuncture, whatever it is. How are you educating either your patients or future patients? What do you do to kind of reach out and educate those people? Mm, that's a good question, actually. I think the main thing is that I always give like a open door policy with my patients to kind of ask me anything. And most of the time, you know, they're very curious, like some of them never had it before, which always makes me excited. So I'm kind of like educating them and telling them about it. But I'm also now I'm kind of creating more videos to talk more about it. And on my website, and getting more into like, other than like Chinese medicine is not just actually the acupuncture, even though that's the main thing that we see sure, was the yeah. Chinese herbal medicine and nutrition. 
the Chinese medical massage Tui Nam, but also the movement therapy, which is the, the Qigong. And that's something I've been very interested in lately, just because I got exposed to it in school and I kind of like fell in love with it. For people who don't know Qigong, you give us kind of a breakdown of that. Cause I mean that you definitely, people will recognize this. You go to like some park yeah. and people yeah, yeah. are doing Qigong on like a Saturday morning or on the weekend. Kind of break down what Qigong is, maybe a little bit about how it works and then how you're teaching it to your, you know, your patients. So Qigong is also one of those like lifelong, it also has a huge history, like 2,500 years because it's mainly for longevity. So. Just to give you an idea, because Qigong, I think people are like not exactly sure. And I would say it's the most similar to Tai Chi in a way. Like Tai Chi is its own martial arts, but Qigong also has slower movements, but it's not so much focusing on like the martial arts aspect, but more for longevity and health, wellness, helps reduce stress, calm the mind. You're also changing like there's some qigongs that um, help with the tendons, the fascial connections, reducing pain, but also there are other ones that help with even the organs itself. Like I sometimes we forget that like the organs also have to move and have these sure. uh, connective tissue connections to all sorts of things. So if it's not moving as well, then it's not going to function as well. Right. But it's kind of like there are several different forms. So it's not just qigong has like you have one for more muscular stuff or another one to help like calm the mind and another one to help more of the physiological stuff i guess the organs i would say and it, now that you're talking about that i mean i feel like chinese medicine as a whole is like the entrepreneurship dream mostly because like there's super type a high-strung entrepreneurs people are like go 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 all the time yeah and like you kind of need that balance on the other side right like when i was working on building a couple of these companies it's like you realize you start working like 16 hours a day know. seven days a week <laughs> and you're like man i need to unplug and it's interesting because like acupuncture on its own is very unplugged, right? Like you just zone out and you're just good to go. But even Qigong or Tai Chi or really any of those things are, are good balance, balance therapies between the type mm -hmm. A and the, hey, let's relax for an hour kind of thing. So what do you see, you know, with your patient base, are you seeing people are coming mostly for like stress and anxiety or what do most people come in to see you for? I think what you just said, <laughs> a lot of uh, chronic pain, acute pain. Anxiety, stress. I, I live in like a high stressful that because I'm close to Washington, D.C. So there's like a lot of federal government work. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of type A and it's also these yeah. work for 40 years kind of people, right? They have exactly. a, a job that they've been in the same job for 20, 25 years. I know now it's changing and people are not staying at jobs as long, but in the government, political, kind of federal level, yeah. um, people are very like, oh my God, the world's going to end every I day, know. right? Like it, it's that They're kind of lifestyle. Like, oh. <laughs> they don't sleep or they're like, oh, I have to do all these things. And even it's like shared with the kids because even the high school kids are high achieving, highly competitive. Like my county is super competitive. Really? I mean, Michael Phelps came from Baltimore. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you can do acupuncture on kids actually. It's a little different, but, you know, obviously you don't do as much and it's like less intense. But, you know, the kids who are in like a bazillion activities, right? They don't have right. Well, in the I think a lot of that's parental pressure too, right? Or like yeah. societal pressure. It's like these kids that are good at some sport, and it's like you have to do this, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of culture or background people come from. It's just like you have to do this, this, this. Either they're a track athlete, or a football, or hockey, or soccer, or dance, or swimming, whatever it is, and they get this high end pressure. And people don't realize like you can really screw some people up if you put enough pressure on them. I always tell people like humans are almost like rocks, and uh, 
um, yeah. sand kind of blasting against them is kind of the stress. Like if you blast sand at people long enough, you will wear the, the, the rock, the yeah. rock, right? Like you yeah. will create friction. You will erode the confidence of people and kind of the, the ability to push forward. And you see that with people, right? They go to school, they take a lot of debt. They don't like their mm -hmm. job. They're working the nine to five, they're drinking nonstop on the week. Like there's yeah. all these problems and you just get the cycle. And it's like, no one's willing to look back and say, Hey, well, what if I just spent an hour doing Qigong? What if I exercised once a day? Or what if I got acupuncture or chiropractic? So, you know, what is your biggest piece of advice to people who are super on that side of the fence like the type a yeah i know what, I've what actually do you recommend for those people i've actually dealt with those kind of people so <laughs> the main thing like what you said it's you can push people to the zone of like they think there's no return or like their health is declining and i'm like really you just kind of try to keep it simple i think that's the easiest thing to do is like you know, let's say you don't have to do, even though you said an hour qigong, you can just do like 10 minutes or less than that. And I try to do that with some of my patients. I'm like, okay, just do this every day, you know, before you, or if they have kids, you know, do it before they wake up, even though it's hard, but all of them that have done even just that small change have noticed like, oh, my day starts out so much better. I'm not like super wired or like super frazzled in the morning trying to get everyone ready. Um, and it's just small changes like that. or you know, if they're having trouble with like binge eating or like they're eating all this junk food, I'm like, okay, just narrow down your window eating time. Well, a like, lot of it comes to mindset too, right? Like there's a lot of people who you're talking about doing in the morning to kind of unplug before you start your day. It's like, I do this a little bit, not religiously, you know, it's, it's one of those things I probably should do more often. But like, if you can get in the mindset of like reading or doing Qigong or exercising in the morning mm -hmm. before you do all stuff, it actually yeah. is a lot better. The, the problem is like when I was in the practice, mm -hmm. you know, for those people, a lot of people listening to the show know that I practice and don't practice anymore. I'd wake up at 6.20 or whatever. Yeah. I'd be running around and driving to work to get there to work from eight until six, you know, oh, six yeah. days, seven days a week sometimes, get back home run back home, you know, seven o'clock, eat from seven till eight, you know, mm -hmm. try to get to sleep by like 10 to wake up for six something. Right. Yeah. And it's like that. And maybe that's sleeping too much. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it's like, you just run and run and run and you wake up and it's like, you forget like, where did the last two years go? I don't remember anything. You know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like people need to unplug and have that kind of mindset of, Hey, I need to take care of my body. It's like, yeah, it's an investment to go see a healthcare provider. Yes. You got to spend money to get treatment. Yes. It's not free. Yes. It takes time. But listen, like at the end of the day, you have one body. And if you're not going to take care of it on your own, you might as well go to somebody to get acupuncture, chiropractic, and maybe a naturopath, things like that. So for people who are in your area, right? So you're like DC, Maryland area. Give us like a website or a, like, how do people reach out to you if they're in your area and wanted to come see you for acupuncture? So easiest way is like my website, which I'll give it to you. You can put it in the show notes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot it out though. Yeah. What's the website? It's Aria Acupuncture, A R A Y A, and acupuncture.com. And you can also call at 240 702 6413 for those of you if you're in the area to make an appointment because I am open at this time. But also, yeah, have, with COVID, right? That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, You're yeah. back open. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also, I also have like a YouTube channel. I'll send you that too. Awesome. I've been making for like simple Qigong videos for neck pain, back pain. I'm kind of making more. And in like a week or two, I'm actually doing like a five day challenge for free. Oh, let's hear about that before we wrap it up. So what's this challenge about? It's a Qigong specific challenge? Yeah. So it's just like five days, you know, I release a video every day that people can do and it's less awesome. than 10 minutes. And it's more for like calming. It's more like 
Chris Stress. <laughs> hey, that's what I said. Like you're in the area where that, that's yeah. what people need, right? They need that stress <laughs> relief. So I think it's interesting to see your perspective on it because you did the chiropractic degree, you did the acupuncture work as well, and you also did the herbal program. You're kind of tying all those three things together and you're living in an area where people probably need it more than maybe some, you know, middle of nowhere in Montana or whatever, right? Yeah. Like just like it's a lower population, not as high strung, slower, yeah. pace of life, whatever it is, but you're in like the straight, you know, type one uh, or type A East coast, rah, rah, yeah. you know, work your ass off kind of group. So I think it's really interesting to see your perspective. And I'm sure a lot of people appreciate the work that you're doing. So I appreciate you coming on the show, kind of sharing us a little bit about Qigong, your story, what you're offering, acupuncture and all that. I really value your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, for of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs>